0: Harry Pedigo here today as my guest and I'm super excited to talk to him. Harry, you want to say a little bit to our beloved fans or fan probably at this point but I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, it,
1: it's definitely plural, the <laughs> beloved fans of Successfully Chaotic. Hello Harry Pedigo. It's a pleasure Maria. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And I'm excited to talk music and festivals and life and everything else in between. It'll be fun.
0: I'm super excited. So you mentioned music, and I know that is a huge part of your life. Can you tell everybody kind of what your band name is? Which I know you mainly go by just Harry Pedigo, but I know you trickle into this band, that band. Can you kind of give our listeners a little bit of more information about you?
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of um, a lot of different sort of uh, groups we've played with. Um, right now, I'm just. Definitely been a um, you know a lot of different ones in between. We played played in a band called Slippery Creek for a while. Played with um, a group called the Dreadful Wind and Rain, and uh, just had a lot of fun along the way.
0: I know I've heard you play, and I d- you've got a pretty good following. People kind of I mean you've got some groupies because I see them at numerous places. <laughs> so how do you feel? How do you handle your groupies?
1: Well, I try to tell people you know don't don't tear at my clothes and wait till after the show and I'll be signing autographs. There bin. you go. But it's been fun. It's been um uh, it's been crazy. And I think that folks like to people like entertain. I always like to consider myself an entertainer. I like entertaining people and I like the energy that you get to feed off when you have um, your your folks and your friends and family there. It's awesome. So how did you get
0: into music? I, I you know I know your dad plays too. So I'm assuming it was very much a part of your upbringing.
1: Oh, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Dad, when I was a little kid, um he, he's a big-time bluegrass banjo player. He's played with some pretty Pretty awesome. Actually, played with Bill Monroe um, in the '70s and toured with him. He's played with um, John Hartford. Um, working on the Julia Bell Swain, playing music in the Whites. And bluegrass was always a big part of our, our family. I remember being a little kid and waking up in the morning and and, um, and listening to bluegrass with dad when they made pancakes and everything. And he got me playing, um, taking violin lessons real early on, like when I was like eight years old. And we, we studied at a place that uh, was called the Coryville. Suzuki project, and that was um, awesome. I got started on that super early. Went to lessons once a week, and he had a weekend group class, and I did that um, probably until like my early teens. And then I got involved in the uh, the the NKU Youth Orchestra, okay, which I was um, kicked out of after a uh, (laughs) a one one semester there for not practicing, and thus began kind of my musical exploration. (laughs) There you go.
0: So that w- that was kind of leading on my next question. I did you like playing or was it one of those things that's like here you're playing no matter what? It was like that. Yeah. Know, it was it was
1: a, it was a definitely a forced thing um, as a as a kid because you know I just had zero interest in old old music. Yeah. And kinda that was for old people, right? It was <laughs> for old people. It's like you know, like I wanted to listen to um I wanted to listen to uh, Iron Maiden and I wanted to yeah. listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> wanted to listen to Metallica and play like um, Kurt Hammett and so yeah. it was definitely Different, uh, different world, but it's weird, you know. Kind of as I, as I got older, uh, started looking at music uh, as an opportunity to kind of uh, make some extra money on the side, and also as a, instead of a tradition, um, also a tradition, but a form of expression, which I finally kind of have been getting my chops with now.
0: There you go. I, I, I can kind of resonate with that a little bit. I wasn't in a uh, bluegrass band, but we were in kind of a southern gospel type. Uh-huh drag you to church to church, and we did. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Gaither band and Isaac's yeah. that style, which again was against my style. <laughs> my mom, my mom, my sister, and and me mainly, and um, sometimes my youngest brother would all harmonize. Oh and um, it was by force. It was completely by force because I, you know, like you, I was like, oh, I like Boyz II Men and New Kids on the Ma- Block. Those Ma- right. are cool bands. You know, Mariah Carey and you know Debbie Gibson. And you're probably too young to even remember some of these people, but. Oh Either way, I you know you I was drugged there and I was like I was having to do it against my will. So, I know you do a lot of different style music mm-hmm. now, um, and I'm assuming that came from the exploration. Mm-hmm. What is your what's your pick if you had to pick?
1: Ma'am, I tell you what, one of the best um, best things I got into in college was I, I kind of found an avenue of old time music that kind of resonated with me, and it was like Kentucky uh, traditional Appalachian music of different from kind of the polished bluegrass you hear you know like um bill monroe and these guys and you know they're all amazing musicians i kind of like the rawness of um, the appalachian fiddle i I was lucky enough to hooked up with an instructor in moorhead dr leo blair who is um, still living and still um teaches private lessons down there and studied with him for a number of years he really got me fired up about um appalachian fiddle the tradition that's kind of like in our backyard which is cool
0: that's pretty awesome i've i've heard you That style of music. I know now you're also teaching. Can you tell us Mm. a little bit? Um, Actually, a couple of my kids go to the the school that you're in, so you get gifted with that every day. (laughs) I (laughs) I guess I should probably (laughs) apologize. (laughs) No way, man! Oh my
1: gosh, no, they're a blast. It's fun to work (laughs) with little kids. I think you know, kind of coming from like we were talking about, you know, the having music forced upon you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I get that there's a practical element to trying to get kids to practice and practice proper technique and that kind of stuff, but should be um, one, fun, and two, um, I think it should be sort of practical. My idea with the program we have at the little school I teach at St. Michael's in Ripley is, you know, um, ultimately the kids, if they stick with it throughout, like, until they get to eighth grade, they could, you know, theoretically get a show somewhere, yeah. play somewhere, and they I try to, you know, facilitate that, having, like, you know, opportunities to play at little local festivals. We've played Pickers and Grinners in Maysville, we've played on local radio and stuff like that, and trying to get them, like, hey, you can you can yeah. make money doing this, You dude. can do it.
0: Well, and, th- and that's the thing, kids are like sponges, so they can learn oh so much mm-hmm. more quickly. You know, an adult tries to do it, and it's going to take them for flipping ever. Oh, when no I, kidding. You know, a kid, they just suck it in. I And, you know, I think there's a fine line between forcing them to do stuff, and then know kind of pushing them and guiding them yes. a little bit because I, I like the idea that they learn it even if maybe they don't want to do it at yeah. that point um you know to be able to at least get the basics of it yeah. i wish um I, I wish i had stuck with learning piano i mean i yeah. can kind of pick around and get some notes and stuff but i can't play and i don't even have the bass enough to mm. be able to play so if they've got the bass they can get better at it exactly it's like um, riding a bike exactly like so, so it. and and well and, and i did mainly vocals and I do drumming, so I play djembe and I play box drum. But other than you know that, I I didn't really stick with Mm. the piano because it was boring. I didn't want to do it. And (laughs) now (laughs) I'm like, gosh, I wish I could play piano well, you know. But I'm too old. I don't think I. I don't think I have the time for that crap. You've got
1: you've so busy anyhow. I am. I'm super busy. That's
0: that's what half of this podcast is about. Is don't do what I do. (laughs) 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 Don't be me when you grow up. (laughs) But you've been
1: successfully. I'm
0: getting there now. And this episode hasn't even aired yet, so you'll probably hear this one coming up soon, but it's we it's going to be kind of weird because the the ones that are out now, and I think there's one more that we're getting ready to launch, is technically from two th- to from 2019, so we pre recorded, And then um, I've been super upfront about the fact that my life fell off a cliff, my personal life yeah. fell off a cliff, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, something's going to have to give, so I stopped recording for a while, mm-hmm. wasn't sure if I was going to even do it anymore, and then decided, you know what, I'm doing it. So... Push forward with it, and the last episode (coughs) that I just recorded, um, like, last week that we'll be editing, that'll start season two. So our season one, even though it just dropped, it, it doesn't make sense to have it all one season because even some of that, even though some of it's relevant, some of it was, like, before the real big... thinking and i still think a lot the same way but there's some things that i'm trying to be more purposeful Mm. um i'm trying to not overdo i'm always going to be a doer i'm an impulsive doer that's not going to change but uh, some things that i try to do don't fit you know it's it's like trying to take a square peg and shove it into a round hole you know it never works and you know just because you know something is something that i can do and could do and it looks fun for that moment doesn't necessarily mean that it fits in my life so mm. that's kind of you know where it's at i explained the whole you know well not the whole whole but part of the story to come that it'll probably end up being like part 50 <laughs> i don't even know what it'll end up being but i you know i wanted them to understand why is why is it already going out with season two so this sure. is technically going to be in season two and um it, you know i am still busy but i'm refining so i'm literally looking at every piece of my life and i'm almost like picking it up and looking at and saying okay does this fit
1: yeah i'm with you on this i was i was it's a big part of like you know the start to the new year for me was just figuring out like okay clearly um, things need to be picked up in my life and you need to figure out you know um how can i uh, consolidate all the creative all the practical all the business things i'm doing and try to optimize my productivity as a
0: the point that you know when we start doing any type of business um and you know music is a business too when we start doing any type of business we get into it because we do that one thing really well not because we do all 90 things that go along with it really well so and that ends up being the problem because you're like oh god i love this i can do this and i can make some money at it you know so because then we all want to make money so you know we start doing it and we figure out oh okay well that we have to do this now and this now and this now and this now and before you know it you're doing like 10 jobs within that one job and like nine of those ten you yeah. have no effing clue what you're doing exactly no you know so and and that's what you don't think about and it's 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 kind of one of those things that i think most of the time most people kind of learn trial by fire because yeah, <laughs> no even if somebody had told me i would have just been like oh i can totally do it though i can't do it right, you know? right and i mean i was doing it but then i kept doing more and this too and this too and this too and you know, some of those, there's uh, you know, there's a long story on how that happened, and some of them was just like, "Oh, that looks fun, I'm gonna try that." <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them was like the zero reasons. Like the screen printing was maybe half a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I, right. I, I got, I found the equipment, and then I was like, "Oh, I can totally do that," right. but I could not do it. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> no, it's nuts. Man. I, I couldn't do it, and then it was just terrible. I, I lucked out that somebody wanted to buy it because, yeah, good um, good I turn was turnover. like, oh, yeah. And the same thing with the boutique. I, I I'm not a. Boutique I <laughs> like a cute outfit, but I have no idea what's in but style. It's not because I don't care. Right. You know, if yeah. I like it, I'm wearing it. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't care what's in style. No, so I feel you, man. it was. It was. It, those are the things that I think we have to kind of figure out. And I think, you know, with you and your music, you know, you've kind of gone through the gamut on. You know, do I want to do it like this, or how mm. do I want to do it? Because I know you play in some pubs, and you've done some, you know, bigger um, performances, and. You know, I'd say you're probably kind of right in the thick of. you know, What fits and what doesn't. It's
1: weird, you know. It's like you know, you have all these. You have to be very fluid. You know, you get that as a business owner, an entrepreneur. But like, you know, you, you know, this past, you know, you know, past year, 2019, we played over a hundred shows, played with the Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra, then went from that to playing like in a, you know, in a brewery with you know people just drunkenly dancing around. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of stuff to figure out. You have to figure out, you into that where where where's your niche and that's like you said it's a lot of trial and error it's nuts,
0: and it's hard to figure out if you're anything like me i i'm i'm like in the gray area of everything Mm -hmm. i feel like i you know most people are like oh i really love this really love that but i'm kind of like in the middle of everything it's like i i I always find myself well in the middle i guess that's the best way to describe Mm -hmm. it on any decision like um that i have to make for myself now i can help somebody else i can look because i you know i coach and i do those type of things i can look at somebody else's stuff and I can see it clearly because <laughs> I'm not so close to it. I could be like, okay, well, you're doing too much here. This is what you need to right. do. You need to sort this out. Stop doing this because it's not serving you. And I can tell somebody else that with my own stuff, I freak myself out because I I want to do it all and I want to do none all at the same time. <laughs> I want to do nothing. I mm-hmm. want to go outside and just walk around the woods and well, we know we enjoy no nature. And but then I want to go out and just like tackle the world and conquer yeah, and be this you know boss. And really, you know, I need to able to have my down times you know th- and that was something i think i failed at um i kept thinking i had to just push hard and fast and hard and fast yeah. and hard and fast until i broke yeah like exactly i burnt out because that is not sustainable long term well, like
1: <laughs> as, as a trainer you know like you know it reminds me of like um like i just got i'm sorry i look like a hobo. i come back from um, from weight lifting and i'm wearing my workout gear but you think about you know muscle building got to be methodical about the way that you approach big projects in life in general
0: exactly and I think that's the issue is that again taking a step out of it and looking at it now I, I should have known that wasn't sustainable uh, but I kept thinking and I think that a lot of business owners, a lot of people mm-hmm. fall into the same trap thinking okay well when I get this done yeah. when I get this done then I can slow down but then you get there and it's like you can't slow down still well when oh, I get yeah. this done <laughs> at this point then I can well
1: that's a cool point because you think about that in a lot your business, your music, what you're doing. You know, there's certain personalities that you and I being s- similar in this mm-hmm. way. Like as soon as you get that notch in your belt, you want to go to the next thing. Exactly. You want to keep on pushing cuz oh, I did that. Well, how about I maybe can get a, a bigger show maybe get more people to come out I, I recorded this. Well, maybe I could um, you know, maybe I could do a bigger recording more of greater scope and It's always pushing forward. You have to know how to do that without um destroying yourself. I know. And, burning out.
0: and I want, I think that's the key. I mean, I think it's a good thing that To push forward, but I think it's doing so in an intelligent way. To Mm. say almost like scheduling your your off time. I mean, we all know we need to boot down our computer. We all know that you know lots of things need rest, but (laughs) somehow we will just run ourselves. I mean, I was I was to the point that I was working long hours. uh, You know, I wasn't sleeping as much as I should Mm -hmm. because I was afraid I wasn't going to get something done. Exactly. You know, uh, and and a lot of the pressure I thought it was other people putting it on me, but Kind of now that I'm out of it, I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. like like 80% of that was me. <laughs> there was a little bit that was coming from outside yes. sources, but most of it was – I was putting it on myself. And for what, I don't know. Because it's funny that – I mean, I always say I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think. but no, do, And I think we? we all do. Even if we say we don't, there's a small part of us that do. But, you know, again, once I kind of broke and fell apart, I got to the point that I was like, okay, I do slightly care what people think. But mm-hmm. I don't do the to the point of <coughs> changing who I am because, you know, in the business world, um, there's certain ways you're supposed to act and you're not supposed to act, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's the same in the in the music world. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all of it went with my personality. No, no
1: kidding. So
0: I had to like wear this mask half the time. Yeah. And that's exhausting. Oh,
1: it is. I, it, ma- it reminds me of like the different you know uh, avenues of our lives, like you know whether it's teaching or music. You are literally you're playing you're playing a character second to play yourself, man, yep. then you're going to, uh, you're going to, you're an aspiring to uh, get into Kurt Cobain territory, you know what I well, mean? And I
0: think it does wear you out. I mean, you know, and I tell people this, and I don't, I'm not saying go to your next, you know, meeting and just act like a fool, but, mm-hmm. you know, be, be smart about it, but, you know, we shouldn't have to pretend to be something we're not either. Yeah. You know, I'm, as you know, super sarcastic. I, <laughs> you know, am not, like, when you think of professional, I'm probably not the first person that comes to anybody's mind. But can, I can hold it together in a meeting when I need to, but I also don't want to act like I, I'm something I'm not. And I was having a really hard time in some of the meetings I was going to, just because, especially at the very beginning when I first started my business, mm. because I thought, okay, well, I have I have to do this, and I'm really terrified about this aspect of it. Yeah. And so I would go and try to be what I thought I was supposed to be, and t- and then I then I had just I had to stop. And what was funny is I had one person, <laughs> um, his name's Ryan. Call, call me out, once he got to actually know me, he was in one of my networking groups and um, he got to know me, he was like okay, when I first met you, I thought you were a stuck up bitch <laughs> <laughs> he said, I did, he was like I don't want to talk to her, I don't want anything to do with her and he said, but now you're like one of my favorite people
1: Is that and on I like
0: was even? because I was trying to like hold it all in, yeah. and it's almost like you're holding it all in until you're about to explode yeah, I so I was probably coming across, because I wasn't saying as much as I normally do, because I'm right. afraid to say stuff yeah. you know and it just it was funny that once I kind of let down the garden I'm like oh well people either like me or they won't and yeah. by that point too I mean just to be fair I had got to know enough people that they trusted me on other levels and I think that's part of it I don't think that people would have as much success on um, you know being the way I act at the time um, if they just walked into a business professional setting and just like, hey guys, you know, yeah, I, know I mean. think it was because they kind of got to know me and trusted my opinions on it before they realized exactly. that I had this dark side. The dark, the dark
1: side of Maria Day. Yeah.
0: Man. And now, now it's out and there's no putting it back in. It's like Pandora's box.
1: Well, it's good. It's good to be yourself. I've been thinking about that in my own life, you know, because I've been, um, I've been working on a, a couple different projects musically that are just like we were talking about, you know, just that don't quite. Know, because people, like you said, people get to know and expect a certain thing from you in a certain style or a certain product or a certain service, and that's very true in the entertainment oh, yeah. world. You know, if you're doing stand-up comedy and you kind of get a familiar bit going with people, then suddenly you change the routine or like or you
0: become like a poet. Right, a exactly.
1: <laughs> or like you're Bob Dylan and go electric on your on your next show, and yeah. people are freaking out. And it's just it's a um, it, it's tough to be um, confident and and calm about being yourself and.
0: To have it all figured out, mm-hmm. because yeah, how right. boring would that be? if be At your bad. age right now, you had it all figured out. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. What's the cliffhanger for that? No, you got
1: <laughs> you gotta have a little <laughs> bit, a little edge to. You yeah. gotta have a little bit of suspense, like you know, um, you want to feel, uh, you want to feel unsure about. Uh, the uh,
0: it's a few that's things, good. yeah, a few things. I mean, I think we talk about, you know, you want to be secure, you want to be stable, and you want to, and I mean, you know, to a certain extent, that's fine. You know, you don't want to just be like, eh. but I, I like the idea. to have it all figured out. I want there to be a cliffhanger. I want there to be a what's next, yeah, you know, because exactly, exactly. if not, it's boring. So talking about balancing um, the music and um, your teaching, yeah, how, how, how does that, how does that it's all work? Been,
1: it's been <laughs> tough, man. I tell you what, like, you know, um, I teach full time, you know, um, at the, the middle school music and social studies and rock. Pretty much
0: doing three jobs there. Yeah, okay. no, man, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: then you teach. I was doing um, some mood lighting over at, um, at um, a college in Maysville, Maysville um, Community and Technical, teaching like a, a little writing class there. On top of that workload, and then you end up, it's if you're working, you know, sixty hours a week, and then going to uh, like a four hour show on Saturday, and sometimes on Friday too. It just it's a, it was a wild ride, and you have to, you have to start prioritizing stuff about getting really, you know, tr- you know, spitting out the bone that doesn't matter in your life because otherwise you have zero um, personal time to develop and to, like we were talking about, like to, 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 to know yourself. And so I got really into like um, trying to be more, trying to be more present and uh, to analyze my, my day-to-day life, the mundane stuff mm-hmm. that you don't think about, but then when you get to the end of the day and you're you know totally blasted and tired that you wish you had addressed earlier. yeah I've been doing a new thing with like uh, Journaling. I've been big into journaling here this past couple of months. I've been thinking about my day in terms of like three big categories. Just personally, I mean, yeah. you want to you have your you know personal relationships and everything, your family, friend groups. But just as an individual, I've been looking at things like okay, I need to stay stimulated and sharp um, in athletics, and academic in academics, and then in, in art. So the, I call it like the three A's, and we're yeah. going to try to have those, making sure you devote some small percentage of time to those. In order to stay sane in a really busy schedule. And,
0: and I think that's important. And I think you can kind of fill in the blanks with what's important to you. Yeah. You know, for some people, maybe it's meditation or, mm. you know, maybe it's being in nature or, you know, maybe people are, maybe they did learn the piano and they're not like me. And they right. didn't so maybe they really want to just keep up on that. You know, whatever. <laughs> fill in the blanks. Yeah. But I think that I like the top three. I use the three, the number three for a lot of things. Like we oh, do. Um, I'll make my to-do list for the day put on there the top three things that I want right. to accomplish because, you know, sometimes my to-do list has like 20 things and well, no kidding, sometimes it's not going to happen. So, you know, it's good to have them down, yeah but, you know, and then I, then I can sit and say, okay, well, if I get nothing else done but these three things, what are the three top priorities? And then, you know, um, I also will put down, you know, what I'm going to do for downtime because I actually have found for me personally, I do better if I schedule my downtime yeah because I'm used to following my calendar. So right. I have to say, if I don't put it in there, you know, it ends up getting eaten up by other stuff oh, or yeah. by nothingness. And
1: being a mom too, you mean so you're mean you yeah. you're doing all this stuff on top of being a mom and having little babies and kids and, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur and, uh, and, and a mom is incredibly, I mean, it's, I'm just taking care of one person doing a poor job at that. It's but all,
0: but <laughs> so some days, well, I told you the story, which is on my social media, so it's not a secret, but that my kid, um, sang and shaved his arms last night, so I'm not necessarily winning at that job.
1: I'm not sure where I'm at. You should do a flip <laughs> on it, though, and make it like a, cha- <laughs> like a Facebook oh challenge now, where you have to <laughs> sing it, and then you push to the Yeah, and shave your
0: arms. I nominate, you know, so-and-so. <laughs> zo- <That's> terrible. <laughs> if I have some bushy <laughs> arms later on. That's <laughs> my biggest concern. I don't care that he has bald arms as much as if he decides he doesn't want to what they're going to be after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my concern.
1: If he gets a couple years so <laughs> under his butt of shaving gosh, his arms yes. and he's gonna be like a he's gonna be like a know, time he's out of
0: school. That's dude. my biggest concern. So, you know, me, my first like gut reaction was to freak out. Yeah. Um, but see, he's kid number five. So I freaked out on my, my, my oldest one. Okay. <laughs> my oldest one poor kid. I called her my guinea pig kid because you don't know what you're doing no, with your I first do. one. You're just like keeping them alive is like that that's that's yeah. the she, she is that she she's good but like you just like I, I feel like I was like 10 different parents while she was growing up because I didn't know what I was supposed to do
1: right and
0: <laughs> it was and I had her young which you know that added to it but it was just kind of like it's yeah she even says it now you would have never I'm like you know what I told you guinea pig child exactly. guinea pig child I had no idea what I was doing and, uh,
1: you know so it kind of reminds me a little bit of like you know teaching is somebody who's not a parent and teaching kids you kind of have these different like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde (laughs) moments (laughs) where like you're like really the fun teacher like (laughs) (laughs) hey (laughs) do whatever dude you feel yourself man you're doing great and then you ultimately like what the yeah (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) Exactly. well and I mean it's like your parenting and I I, you know as you know obviously and I don't remember if I mentioned on here before but I'll teach PE there sometimes I don't know how y'all do it all day lord have mercy by like the third class I'm done with people's kids (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I love them they're sweet but I'm like I don't want to see kids anymore. At all
1: th- the younger generation can really kick your ass. Oh my god! Especially gosh. in great numbers. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and what's so bad um, is I'm, and I'm so glad Andy's pretty laid back. But what's so bad is, you know, my personality and with my own kids, I'll be like, oh my God, you're fine. Get up. Stop. I can't do that oh with no. other people's kids. Oh no. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, oh, I hurt my leg. My leg hurts too bad to do P.E. And, and with my kids, I'll be like, would you stop? You're, like, you're up, not dying. Come, let's stop. go. So, but with them, I'm like, okay, let's go to the office. let get know, these come reps, kid,
1: Because I don't want, you know, I don't
0: want somebody, I don't know how they're raising their kids, you oh, know? I know. I don't want to end up getting in trouble on that. So it's like, I'm always afraid I'm going to say something like one oh, oh, of my kids, you know. Oh, it's terrifying. But it's good like, teaching and
1: parenting. Parenting must be just like a, like, really like cranked up to 11 it's version it's of teaching because, I just wow. think about, like, the, the, the danger factor, because it's like you have little tiny human beings, and you'll be like, I teach, you know, 7th and 8th yeah. grade primarily, they're homeroom teachers, so that's like 13, 14-year-old kids. You'll take them out, and you're like, let's get this dodgeball exactly. game started. <laughs> and then you'll have the, the younger kids will come out for recess, and they'll be like, you know, man, I hope that didn't cause any sort of, you know, traumatic, you know. <laughs> brain damage. Brain It's scary, man. It is. Uh, it is. I mean,
0: I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, I mean. Parenting is one of the best things and the most terrible oh things, all at the same time. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And just when you think you have it figured out, yeah. you don't have you don't have it figured. I don't, you do not have it figured out. I am just winging it. Right. I am completely winging it. And you know the odds. I have seven, so the odds out of there. There's gonna be a couple of them completely <laughs> messed up. I've already like banged <laughs> on that. It's, I mean, with the odds, that's a lot of people. So I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, we're, we're just winging thing. it. Right. It <laughs> made
1: me think of that. Remember, Socrates said he said, all, "All that I know is that I know nothing." Exactly, that's, that's life for you, maybe Exactly,
0: it's and it's all over the place. And you know, teenagers. Oh my God, teenagers! Oh God. I, God bless I, you. I, I have, I'm terrified on, um, Cade being a teenager. Oh um, but he's and I've mentioned him on here before. He's the one that's autistic, and um, he knows he's autistic. I don't know if I ever told you that. We've had that discussion with him because. You know it's one of those things that people are like he's autistic and i'm like he knows because i mean right, he's going right. to figure it out yeah yeah you know he's going to figure out okay well i act a little different or feel a little different than they do and i think that would make him feel worse than to know that his brain works different that's how we always right, explain right. when he was younger you know you have something called autism your brain works a little bit different yeah no kidding you know and i, th- I just thought that was better um i think maybe so it's not i don't no, know No, i think
1: you're on the right track because it's funny I mean, there was a student of, of mine who i've taught for like four years and i'm you know he's autistic and he. on just his life. It was kind of mm-hmm. like a getting-to-know-you kind of thing. And he talked about it. Oh, and awesome. he talked. It was like, man, that's really um, – he was very open and incredibly smart. And it's really – you want people – you want to foster um, self-understanding Exactly. everybody. You know what I mean?
0: I agree. And I, I think it's I, – I try to, like, soak in information. Um, there's there's even some – and I know this is not, like, like, formal scientific information, but there's a few shows that are based on autism. And I can't remember what the one is, but it, it talks about – this boy that's autistic going through his teenage years, and that's yeah. where I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't <laughs> know if I can do this," because you know my other teenagers, they, they're they're they. I've still got a couple teenagers, but they were not fun. I just don't know what that looks like with autism yeah, added to it. So I'm not really sure because it's like you have to, you have to do things a little different, explain things a little yes, different. And um, the the thing that helped me the most with Cade, because you know when you have a bunch of kids, because I had four and then I had him, so he was number five. You think you have this parents. Toddler you think you got it down PhD and then all of a sudden yeah, yeah all of a sudden it's like wait a second okay i don't know this one <laughs> this one was not okay. on the pop quiz yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> well, what a cool thing like this oh, a smart
1: one of the things i like about cade the way he um, the way he operates he's very practical cuz i teach i teach cade violin and it's it's interesting cuz you know some i get like overly concerned with like technique sometimes mm-hmm. and cade kind of has this mentality where it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mean, yeah. He's, he's very—he's a very critically, th- you know, critical thinker and you know, analytic. Yeah. yeah hes, he's a—he kind of thinks in things in terms of you know, does it work? And if not, how can I fix it? And if it does work, then don't. don't yeah. Worry. Don't so bother. That yeah.
0: That could be frustrating at the house now. So it probably is <laughs> frustrating for you too. Yeah. It's—he's—he's he's a fun kid, and he's—I tell everybody—he's taught me so much, honestly, about life. I bet. I mean, I- he has, and it, it opened my eyes. You know, I never considered myself a judgmental person. Um, you know, I'm not racist, even though the other day I got called racist for making some joke about coronavirus. So oh that wow, was that not fun. It happened. It was. <laughs> and I'm not, though, at all. You know, I'm not, you know. Of, of course you not. You know, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. anything. Of, you know, color, you know, sex, sexual orientation. I'm not, you know, be, yeah, you, dude, absolutely. be you. that's absolutely. My, that's, that's my whole mentality. But anyway, you know, whenever I'd be out places though, and I'd see a kid throwing a fit before I had Cade, I would automatically assume That was yeah, my yeah. automatic thought, which i never seen as judgmental, really. I didn't. I just thought, no, you know, I thought changed. it was factual. There are kids being a brat. Well, I was the mom standing in Kroger with this kid that, you know, was like five, throwing a fit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not mm-hmm. like a baby. Right. You know, he didn't look like a baby. He's, you know, he's a five-year-old. He should know that better than that, but see, he didn't. And he was overstimulated because there's so many smells and sounds, and yeah. you know, and, you know, that was one of the things. I had somebody come up to me and say to me, said, you know, if people would discipline their kids, they wouldn't act like that. And uh, granted, God, sh- I had just given birth to Cole, so I've got this like brand new baby. I'm fat and swollen, and I, mean, I had just given birth. I oh mean, he was God. brand new, and um, the baby's screaming. And this is TMI. I'm saying it anyway, though. My boobs are leaking, so my shirt's all wet. <laughs> so I'm standing there in line with this like screaming child on the ground because he's ever standing there. We've been there too long because there was too many people in there. Yeah. Screaming baby and a soaking wet shirt, and I. Had like I mean, I was a vision. Let's just go ahead and say
1: that well, I was a vision. Thank you, <laughs> though, you know It takes some audacity to come up and say something like that. And plus, the interesting thing about you know um, working with Cade is like sometimes um, Cade has the, um, the the response to things that honestly I think we all maybe should have because like for instance, Cade was at um, he was at school the other day and he was like he was he's uh, clearly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He's crouched down. He has, has his hood on. He's like. that's a song that
0: a couple of them made up and he sings all the time it's a classic <laughs> and he
1: said i said what's, what's the matter dude and he's like well you know he's like the, the, the reading he got a son oh yeah stuff for reading he's like you know what if i were honestly maybe yeah, it's like i, <laughs> I feel <laughs> you dude I, yeah. maybe this is the appropriate response you know <laughs> yeah there's yeah. a lot of nonsense stuff in your life and oh, yeah. they see right through the BS. They're like, Okay, this is not necessarily something that is um b- getting me anything. Like with the violence, tip, it's like, okay, you s- tell me to hold my pinky that way. I'm not getting anything out of that. Stop. Yeah. It's like we're in this we're in Kroger and we're like, you know, having <laughs> this moment and like it's like, Yeah, yeah I want to get yep. out of Kroger too, I'm man. Done. Yeah, yeah I'm mean? done.
0: Well, and that's a thing. That it's they don't have a filter and right. That was what this one doctor said. to I me. Mean he didn't say no filter, but he said, look at it this way. And it helped me more than anything. He said, look at it like a language barrier. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he said, you know, he speaks a different language, always will speak a different language. So, you know, when he tries to communicate something to you, you don't necessarily all the time understand. And the same thing, he's when you're trying to communicate to him, he's not understanding. It's not computing. No you know, and that helped me more than anything. So a lot of times I would, I, you know, I would tell him, I would say, you know, mommy don't understand show me, or, you know, something like that, and and he came home the day that you're talking about, and I could tell he had been upset, and, um, you know, I said, hey, buddy, what's wrong, you know, and he, he didn't want to talk to me, I kind of already found out, I'd been texted by, you know, some of the teachers that they, so I kind of sure. had a heads up on it, but I was wanting him to tell me, and I said, you know, we all get upset about stuff, but I'm not going to know unless you use right. your words, you know, so um, he finally kind of told me, and I said, well, I said, here's the thing, I said, I'm not going to tell you that you have to, but I'm not going to tell you. I said because
1: yeah. you need yeah. to sit
0: and think about it. As they're wanting you to do it for a reason, and if you don't understand that reason, you need to ask them.
1: Exactly, it's trying to find out the reason. Sometimes you know, that's a, that's a, you know really excellent you know commentary on you know everyone because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're trying to find out the reason that, like you mentioned earlier, when we're motivated to do these things. Like um, nowadays, instead of having teachers tell us to you know um, to, wor- to to read X amount of pages, now we're the people going out. Trying to innovate, trying to create, trying to to push forward, and you have to almost question yourself. Be the student and teacher to yourself. What's the reason? Do I understand the reason? What's why I'm doing what what I'm pursuing, and does it go along
0: with what I want in my life?
1: Does (laughs) it does it align with your kind of like your 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 five plan or ten plan or your life life you know um, vision? Because you have to figure out these things. These things have to complement one another. Otherwise, it's going to sink the ship.
0: Exactly, and and there's something I say, and I say it lots of episodes, is that you know, one of the biggest problems that we have is that we end up doing these actions. So we make these actions, these decisions without considering, you know, our values, yeah, you know, dude. our values and our priorities, so our values and our priorities are two things that have to be considered before you yes. make any decision, because what ends up happening, and I've made this mistake more times than I want to admit. And, you know, I would be like, oh, okay, that's a great idea. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I go ahead and start doing it. But I didn't actually think, okay, how does that fit into my values, Right. which obviously is my family and all this other kind of stuff, yes, yes. and my priorities, which, you know, how does that actually fit and how is this decision going to affect that? Because even if it's a good decision, even if it's a, the, a great right. decision, if it negatively affects, you know, my time at home or, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it may be, oh my is God, it great. a great decision?
1: You know, and so... It's relative, isn't it? Yeah, and and it's hard.
0: It's a it's a hard thing to do sometimes, and so you know I've tried to make myself because I'm impulsive. I've tried to make myself, you know, give myself time to think about it. So even though I want to be like yeah, right, you know, right. right away, I I say well, okay, let me think on that, and right, that's right. hard for me. So I'm making myself, you know, have to go ahead and make the decision. And I think that's something that we fall into usually after bad experiences. Yeah. Of not doing that. No kidding. You man. know, so, I mean, if I think if we could have the foresight, I think it's hilarious, I, I'm sure there's like a thousand podcasts that say to do that, but even if I for had heard sure. it, I probably wouldn't have listened to it. Right, it's, to t- it's so. more
1: interesting to talk about, you know, especially the, you know for the people listening. It's, it's like something that's a really great thing to talk about with your friends and family, because that's something we don't think about a whole yeah. lot. You don't take that, you know, a lot of times, the average American, average person, average me, average you, we don't take the time to assess what are, what is my... You know what is the? If you look at yourself as like a business, mm-hmm. and you think about yourself. Here are our tenets, our core principles. Yep. we don't think about our, we don't know our nope. core principles. We nope. don't talk about. Nope, them. we don't. You have to do that self reflection, man. You have exactly. to think about those values. It's like you think about. Um, we've been in at school. We've been studying, um, the Iliad. Like that culture was very focused on very crucial and key virtues, and that was cr- core to everything that they did in life. Whether it was you know their family, the way they handled it on battle, etc. we got that's the way we got to be as people in the modern the modern age.
0: Well, and I think that's like if you think about different religious sects or yeah. you know different things, they 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 have these core models, and whether you know whether you believe that religion or not, if you kind of pull back religious acts aspects of it there are those core values exactly. and that kind of sets the baseline for you know how you make your decisions and i think that's why a lot of those a lot of those things work so well within a lot of these religious communities too sure. so i mean i think i think it's kind of neat and i mean i have people um you know tell me all the time that you know they follow this that and the other um i had somebody the there they told me they said you know i don't Said um, I follow a lot of the basic guidelines because they're just good guidelines, right? what well,
1: that's a cool thing. You mean bring up a great point. You know, it's like um, a lot of times it's kind of you get these um, cookie cutter worldviews that religion provides in, in mm-hmm. a good way, but it's a, it's very crucial to understand the underlying uh, you know principles principles of, of virtue that that you know that, that characterize those those aspects of religion because if you don't get it like on a, on a personal
0: I said, obviously, the religious side of it, the belief side of it, is a very personal decision. You know, I said, but, you know, the core values, as you said, you know, if you look at those core values and peel it away, everybody should be following a lot of those because, you know, there's such good models on, you know, just being a good person. You know, and and you could say it the way you want to. You could, you know, just don't be an a hole. Yeah. You know?
1: (laughs) It's tough. You know, like you you were mentioned earlier, like being a very busy person while trying to, Maintain a healthy um, personal um, life. You kind of have these things where, like, okay, so, like, I just got a a new membership to a gym, and it's awesome. It's like the best gym I've been to, Iron Fist Gym. It's uh, it's amazing, and I've kind of gotten to this thing where you know, it's like, oh my god, I could literally, um, you you could like literally spend, you know. Said, okay, I'm going to do this for two yep. hours instead of washing dishes and spending time with my family. You have to have a hierarchy of needs yep. and a hierarchy of um, priorities, right?
0: Exactly, and I think that's something that's worthy to sit down and kind of, you know, flesh out what are my values. Yeah, people don't do that, man. You know, what are my priorities, and then what are the actions I'm going to take that fit within those? Because it's almost like building a house. You know, you got to put the foundation down, and then the walls and the
1: so exactly. exactly. Right. So if you
0: just go out and just like throw the roof, it's just gonna crash to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us, including me, have done is you know we're out there just actioning away. You know, so we're just throwing yeah. roofs everywhere. You know, and, but we haven't taken that time to lay that oh, foundation. Yeah. You know, to lay the walls and 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 it's not even. I mean, it is planning, but it goes deeper than planning. It's right. like a deep plan. It's not a okay. Well, first I'm gonna do this. Second, I'm you know, it's it's more. Is, it, is this going to effectively fit into my values and my priorities? Yes. And is it going to benefit them? Yes, you know? exactly. And you could also – you could actually even also kind of divide it from there to say it almost – you could take each decision within the values and the priorities and say that put them into either it would be a positive thing for them both or it would be neutral, like maybe it didn't positively affect or yeah, negative, yeah. or then it would be negative effect. So if it's going to negatively affect it, that needs to go out right away. So then you're left with neutral and positive and you know, on that level, you still can't have too many neutrals. I wouldn't think no, I or think it's right. going to end up becoming a negative. Exactly.
1: So, exactly. I mean, it's like, it'd be wasted space. Exactly. exactly. That's so crazy. I think it's so great to t- you know One of the things that helps me a lot with that because, um, it's tough to think through these things in a methodic methodical way, you know, writing, mm-hmm. I like, I like to yeah. write. It slows, it slows down it this and it helps you express yourself and
0: I think it's normal to be confused sometimes. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we're in the middle of decisions. It's better to be confused and not know what to decide than I think it is to just go ahead and make a terrible decision.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so
0: I think sometimes that confusion is because maybe you're, you know, subconsciously trying to see if it fits. Yeah. You know, because I, I think that happens sometimes, and you know, even sometimes we'll get those gut feelings where you're like, I oh don't know, I'm nervous about this. I don't know about this, but then we gonna do it anyway such a quote-unquote good decision that you've got that gut feeling and uh, you know I've had that in the past and I didn't listen to my own gut feeling because you you know on paper it was like oh wow this is a really good opportunity and if I don't take this I'm going to regret it I was we're always afraid of regret
1: we are afraid of regret and it's neat you know thinking about uh, regret and how it relates but that's what's the term for that they've like a fear of like missing out you know what I mean And it's it's crazy because you know you think you're going to regret something but
0: been even um we've been doing this like minimalist like group and um i'm I actually haven't posted in today so probably I'll think that i quit but <laughs> i <I've> just been <laughs> so slammed today but <laughs> so but anyway we've been doing this like minimalist group and at first i was getting into it only because i'm like okay my kids have got too much freaking crap yeah no kidding, and there, you. you know i need to go through it room by room and just purge and you know sometimes it's really funny how we can be so attached to i don't even know if it's for me, well, now I'm just like, let's get rid of it all. But <laughs> at that moment, you know, there's memories attached to yeah, things, yeah. and I think that's the hard part. Is it's not so much the things, most of times, it is the memories. And then there may be a few things there's no memories, but it, we always going back to the f- the fear of regret. We're always afraid if we get rid of it, then somehow we're going to regret getting rid of it. Right. You know. W- you know, life's gonna stop if we get rid of that extra spatula yeah, that exactly. we may never use. Exa- exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it all I think you could, you could boil it down maybe in one way to like you know. Um, Present, you know, living, yep. living in the moment, and you think of that, like you know, here we, g- Marie, let's go skydiving after that, but like you know, but being very aware of being okay with being in the present, because I think think about that with um mental baggage. Oh yeah, because sometimes you don't want it. It's hard to let go of stuff exactly. mentally, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it takes. That's a great, you know, the minimalism, both you know, in your you know possessions is awesome, and that's a great way to train mental me that that sherlock holmes quote where he says you know um my mind's like an attic and i mean when watson tells me yeah. that the sun's the center of the university so i'll do my best to forget it immediately because it doesn't matter you didn't care it, about it
0: yeah exactly and I, I think that is that's an important lesson if you really kind of dig down to the psychology yeah no, that. it's crazy right? you know deal with whatever it is um you know what you know if you've got this mental baggage look at it deal with it and push it away yeah because if you just hang on to it um with you but
1: well, hold back your productivity too because you can't very well be you know productive yeah. as, as a business owner as a podcast operator as a mom you can't really get the stuff done that you need to get done if you are clouded exactly in your body. It's, it's crazy like I, I'm, keep, I'm sorry i keep on speaking i've, I've got the Iliad on. So awesome is because Athena, the goddess of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? You know, a symbol of wisdom comes to him, and it, the, the, the the translation says that she removes the mist from his eyes. Oh wow! And you think about that being like, man, that's such an awesome goal for us. Awesome lesson that you know, to reach her full potential, we gotta remove the mist of uh, uh, unwanted memories and unnecessary attachments to be able to reveal what we're supposed to say. No see. kidding, man.
0: Now at the time I, I remember being like, uh, I remember having to like read the same sentences because it was like exactly sticking in my head. Oh
1: I know it's crazy. You get it like you read it as a kid and then you, you it's like you want to you know, pull your hair out and then you read yeah. it as a dog like this is wow awesome. this is slamming because
0: I don't know maybe it's you know as a kid you're not mature you don't understand a lot of these things. Right that's a good They're point. just
1: words. Yeah because you don't understand like if you're reading a novel like you know whatever it is like are reading the Scarlet Letter as a mm-hmm. kid it's good for you you could probably get it on some some level but you don't know what it's like to no. be um, cast out of a Something like the Iliad. You don't know what it's like to, you know, have be dishonored by mm-hmm. people. You don't know what it's like to be in a real crisis, like a no, no, like we've been in battle, obviously. Maybe well, I mean, we're going we're, we're going
0: through some stuff right now. Yeah, we're going through the. We were just talking about um, what's today? The twelfth? No. Something yeah, twelfth. Yeah. So it's March twelfth, uh, two thousand and twenty. So if you're listening to this later, so right now we've got the whole coronavirus yeah. thing going on, and um, there's no toilet paper are freaking out and it's like super small on the richter scale of crisis but everybody's like losing right shit.
1: it's exactly right. so what so. it's like you know you think about because you know this podcast is such a cool theme where you want to be successfully chaos you know it is being successful in the midst of chaos and so how do you how do you do that in a situation like this you think about like what kind of people do you want to look to and also what kind of person do you want to be you want to be somebody who is composed in the midst of exactly this, who is clear-headed and who, like, like Diomedes, right? You want to be the person who has the mist that I've taken from their eyes. You want to be the person who's going to be a stable um, yep. role model to your friends, your family, your kids, whoever, in the midst of um, scary things. Exactly.
0: You know. And, I mean, hopefully, you know, you're not listening to this later on and be like, wow, that really was a bad crisis. I mean, hopefully it was just, just sure. blows over. But either way, panicking doesn't fix crisis. No, it doesn't. <laughs> You know, you you sit and you think about it and say, okay, what can I control of this? Right. Can I control the virus? No. You know, can I can? Oh you know, what no. can I
1: control? You're a regular stoic man. That I'm sounds exactly you. exactly right. Like what can only what worry can we about? Control? Only worry about what you can control. And
0: you know, and th- and that's like new Maria speaking because old Maria would have been like down in my in my like uh, we call it a cellar room down my cellar room, making sure I had enough prepper crap going on yeah. because I was afraid. Of, you know, and I'm not saying don't prepare at all. I'm not saying just. You know, n- not have some. Th- I'm just saying, don't go and buy toilet paper at the store because has and, and I've seen these all these jokes stuff going around yeah. about the toilet paper. I am super curious about what, why the toilet paper.
1: I don't know, man. I don't you know, think man.
0: they'd want the food first? You
1: think that it would be like a, like a canned goods thing? Yeah. You think it would be like that, and then also you think that I'm surprised. Like I cough drops. because it's, 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 it's a respiratory right. issue. See, I've been <laughs> to um, I, Maria, my. Uh, Talk about minimalism your life you need to have <laughs> a good minimal life but sometimes you can take it too far yeah and i've gotten you my have like a lamp with no <laughs> shade <laughs> you can lay with no shade and then also i was like i was talking to people at work they we were at the lunch table and i like it like a little like i don't know like sociopathic about i don't ca- i don't care about i don't <laughs> yeah. get so i don't get to care about what i eat really yeah and not like in a way like i eat whatever but like i'm okay eating the same thing every single day yeah and so i was telling them that i got my uh, i got my weekly food budget <laughs> down to twenty dollars <laughs> What
0: are you eating for $20? So, dude, He's so got like a pack of rum and
1: noodles. Mm. And well, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I've mean, i got this thing where people think I'm psychotic at work because I literally uh, I have a, a ch- one chicken breast for lunch. I don't eat breakfast. I, yeah. eat, I drink a bunch of coffee, too much coffee, and Red Bull and all that stuff. So, I so th-
0: this is not nutritional advice is what we're no, saying. No, <laughs> no, no,
1: no. You, you no can no give him yeah, that. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> should not be misconstrued
1: <laughs> as <Right>. nutritional advice. <laughs> no. But don't but write me letters. But really, <laughs> you, go, you, buy, you buy a... You on Sunday, and then you, I make um, for some reason I've been making, uh, I've been obsessed with making quiche because I get eggs. It legit. sounds
0: very <laughs> fancy, too, because if you're like, I make some eggs, it's like I get eggs, but if you make quiche, quiche right? Ma- so you can say it that exactly. way, I can get
1: away with just eating just like <laughs> no, eggs. No, <basically>. I'm eating
0: <laughs> chicken breast throughout the week Come on, and quiche my protein
1: <laughs> in my French cuisine. You know what exactly. I mean? Dude? <laughs> no, it's nuts, though. You gotta be, um, I don't know. I just have been thinking, I haven't been to Kroger since this stuff. Kind
0: Should have went because I don't know if there's going to be anything. Side, I'm, that's what
1: I'm worried about I'm, kinda, I'm almost now I've gotten to the point where like you, know, you were talking about being afraid to, to do things <laughs> or be now I'm afraid to even go. So next thing you know I'm just like eating like berries in my backyard That's all right.
0: Yeah, w- the wild edibles are good. <laughs> and I can show right. you some of that. That that's literally been conversation. My mom, oh she's gonna listen to this and kill me, but I'm fine with that. She <laughs> called me this morning. And she's like, you better prepare. You just better prepare. Yeah, okay. And I was like, all right. And you know I was sitting there thinking, okay, you know if the shit actually hits the fan, I've got a pond. We could fish. Right, you could. You know, we, could we a I man classes on wild edibles i can find some stuff right i can go out oh, and I'll make us no. a bomb salad <laughs> no, isn't,
1: that cool? isn't that crazy because yeah. you know one of my favorite book series is um the foxfire books yeah and you're thinking about man some of these people uh, the majority of people don't know how to look for basic yeah. stuff outside it's crazy think about this you go outside it's too early right now for gardens maybe thinking about early spring gardens but you know half the people 90 percent of the people.
0: Well, and I think that's, you know, back to don't panic, but at least try to be smart on stuff. Yeah. Is, you know, I think it's important to learn those things. Oh, I think
1: it is. Regardless if it's a crisis exactly. or not, you should know it's it, man. It's smart
0: to know those things. It's stuff that we used to always know. And I think that's what happened is, you know, we used to know all these things, and then we got, quote, unquote, smarter, and we forgot all the old ways. Yeah, they did. Instead of just keeping those and adding to it.
1: Dude, you got, you're got exactly right. Like, you think about, like, um, like recently, I've lived in a couple different places locally here. Of mine, and it was the first. Yeah, um, last year was the first year I got to go hunting. I never been oh, yeah. hunting before, and I would you know bow hunted, and I, I killed um, three deer last year and two deer this year, and ate like you know like a, like a king for like an extended period of time. And that was the idea. So I you did. went
0: buying chicken breast and making making quiche. Man, thin, that, that it was got all it. venison. It was
1: all venison, and that really ticked off the people at work because venison, when you heat it up in a microwave, yeah. that's <laughs> not exactly the ideal smell. But <laughs> it's like you know I'm skinning, a- enough to get you know. Appalachian crap yeah. like it, to 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 you know process something to find um, you know to and to utilize It's not exactly a waste. right. Right, yeah. got into tanning. The hall is the outside, and you outside. grind it. You grind it. Dude, that would be crazy, man. Yeah. I made, uh with, with walnuts, I made, um, I got into like like ink pens, like fountain yeah, pens. Yeah, yeah, you can make dyes. I made, I made ink with it. It looks awesome. It's like this weird, kind of like, like reddish-brown ink. Yeah. It's crazy. I, what's
0: so, and I know that's like, I don't even know if I mentioned this on podcast, people are like, what is wrong with this chick? But I'm fine with that, too. So, but if I had to pick like something, I'm like, I am fascinated. had this little cabin in the woods oh, and yeah. we would go out there and you know she would show me all the stuff and i thought it was the dumbest thing at the right, time right. i remember but you know as i got older I, I got more into it and then i ended up you know i took some certification class i'm technically right. a certified herbalist yeah and yeah i you know i i just like i like the idea that there's this innocent looking plant or you know nut or whatever yeah. the, the case may be and it's got so many different purposes to it
1: yeah crazy amounts of stuff thing about yeah no,
0: but they used to they used and to. even um even things like and it's starting to get like since we have like social media and stuff some people are learning some of it but because i see stuff going around about dandelions which is something i knew forever that yeah. you could you know use the dandelion root you can use the leaves you know you oh, could, yeah you a. can eat you eat the leaves like salad you know you yeah. can eat the blooms and you know the roots we're using teas and have a lot of uh, you know alternative Come medicine wild, medicinal dude. qualities it's just it's so cool to think about all that stuff and it. Kind of all goes the full circle, I think, when we're talking about being purposeful in our life. Because, you know, a lot of being purposeful is kind of getting back to our roots on things, yeah. Personally, and just as humans, yeah. I think.
1: I think it's it's you're exactly right. It's like you got to embrace um, your roots, and then also being purposeful in your life. You can't very well be person, you know, um, you know, you can't very well do any of that stuff if you're not um, self self reliant. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of like you know. That But that's a, it's a, it's a way to practice self-sufficiency and self-reliance because that's, that's how you act. That's purposeful.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's going to look different for different people. You know, obviously, if somebody is living in, you know, a, a townhouse in the middle of the city, yeah. you know, it may look different for them than it does for somebody living out in the middle of nowhere where we live. You mm-hmm. know, but, you know, being self-sustainable, I think, is a great thing. And being in touch with nature, being yeah, in touch with okay. how you feel about things, I think that all goes back into, you know, being purposeful, being mindful, Thinking about your priorities, your values, and then using all that to make your actions. So, I mean, I think, yeah, it goes full circle. It is
1: cool. It's awesome, man. I love that.
0: So, uh, let's kind of circle back to some of your music stuff. I know you've got something coming up. You've got a festival coming up. Oh, yeah. You want to tell everybody a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we got a. Exactly. So (laughs) I've kind of tried, you know, at at St. Michael where I teach music at, um, we've been doing these spring concerts for a long time, four years, and they've kind of, um, they've really, really kind of um, grown to the point where they're not really like um, sustainable anymore in the building that we were at. Yeah. And so yeah, the house
0: (sighs) has been packed. (laughs) It's been crazy. (laughs) Which is a good thing. That is a good thing. It is a good thing.
1: And you wonder, you know, uh, as an aside, you wonder why, and I think it's, um, it's. there is really focused on um, you know, Appalachian music, fiddle music, and mm-hmm. kids actually performing instruments. And that's one of the things I think that's, that's made it attractive. It's open to the community as a, as a whole. But I, I had an idea that, that I would like to um, you know, make like a festival that incorporates not just the musical component, but also the Appalachian crafts that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's called the, the Ripley Ohio Appalachian Festival, it's uh, on May 2nd, and we have like, it's completely open to the public, completely free. It's gonna be, um, there's not gonna be really any vendors at all, it's gonna be just educational demonstrations. We have Appalachian um, soap making, we have a group of cloggers who are gonna come and clog while the kids are you know, playing fiddle. We have a couple um, guest speakers gonna be talking about you know um, Ripley's contribution to and underground railroad movement. We've got oh gosh, what else do we have? I know we have uh, Appalachian weaving. We have some really neat stuff, basket weaving, and a lot of different uh, fiddle booth, dulcimer booth, where people can actually learn to play an instrument oh, wow. a little bit. So I'm pretty stoked on it. It's uh, it's going to be a big a big change, but I think that it's uh, it's 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 a calculated like we were talking about. You know, you have to think. You don't want to do things willy nilly.
0: it'll be good for the area and good for the community um, can you tell the listeners if they're interested in finding out more about it yeah. where do they do that
1: well we've, we have our, our Facebook pages live it's Ripley Ohio Appalachian Festival on um, Facebook and also um, on my personal website harrypedigo.com you can find out some more information there and it's like I said completely open to the public it's it's um, presented by St. Michael School and the, the Parker House in Ripley Ohio the historic home of John, John going to be just, it's going to be a fun four-hour event of just um, community celebration of Appalachian craft and education, ending the night with some awesome musical performances from our students.
0: And I like that you're kind of encompassing an educational side as well as an entertainment. You know, I think you can do it all together. I think we we get so focused on, you know, everything has to be divided all the time. Yes. Why?
1: Well, you're (laughs) exactly right. And one of the big pitfalls, I see, you probably see this, you know, all the time. Like um, if you're doing a community event, I see all the time where people get suddenly you have like somebody there selling like you know um, know, bumper stickers and you know weird you know kettle corn. Not no, I don't have I love kettle corn, but like it it gets commercial. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't doesn't fit. fit fit. It gets commercial, and it's not even people who um, you're trying to build up local community. Yeah, people who have information and insight. You want to feature them, showcase the people who actually live.
0: Well, and I think that's important, especially for small communities like this, just to help show that, yeah, we're out in the middle of nowhere, because I hear that all the time when I'm working in the city. Why do you live out in the middle of nowhere? Well, first of all, it's awesome out here. Come out here. You know, and there's nothing against the city. I love going and doing some stuff in the city, but I love the idea that I can go home and it's quiet. Mm -hmm. Well, it's quiet when the kids are asleep. It's (laughs) quiet as far as, like, the the landscape of the land goes, and there's not as much hustle and bustle, and... You know, maybe it's my own personality, but I have to unplug like that because I soak in energy, which is good sometimes, you know, because that's how, you know, when I do speaking engagements or like I perform off and on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have that ability to soak in the energy because if not, you're going to be boring as hell. Exactly. You know, so being able to do that, I'm glad I can because I can get up there and command a stage and get people, you know, but it wears you down and you have to break away and almost hide you know and I think that for me living out here I don't think I would ever live in the city um, again nothing against it but for me I need to be able to get away and not soak oh, in all you. that high-energy stuff all the time oh I
1: feel you because you know people people who um, you know don't entertain or perform or do speaking like you do they don't understand the um, the tremendous um, output of energy when you do this stuff because it's not like we just it's not like you and I wake up and say you Sure, nobody in the entire place is bored, yep. and also they're incredibly entertained and get them their energy levels way up. It's a major drain, and like you said, for me the only way to get through that is just literally like um, to get super quiet in the country, yep. get away from like you know. I don't want to hear. I, I hardly listen to music anymore.
0: Yeah, isn't that weird? Well, I, mean, I think you have you need the quiet. Yeah. so um, You know, you need the the peacefulness. You need to be able to kind of break away from it because so much of our life is. Noisy, man. you know and I think that makes it to where we can't complete our thoughts it's so crazy it's exactly. so noisy that we can't listen to ourselves and I think that feeds into a lot of the stuff we were talking about earlier just about the decisions we make because we are so wound up that we're just like boom 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 you know everywhere right with everything because we're not slowing down
1: exactly and if you're if you're especially if it is an entertainer you get snap decisions make you know it working really quickly really fast really high energy and you have to be able to turn that off in order to plan the next thing you have it can't just be one like it can't be bob dylan's never-ending tour exactly you gotta gotta have some downtime, dude
0: well i want to want you to go ahead and tell people also where to find your music like if they're wanting to look for harry pedigo and you know, all of your performances. Where do they do that?
1: Well, I t- the best place to go is um, Facebook. I'm big time on uh, Facebook promotion. Harry Pedigo Music on Facebook. Um, Harry Pedigo on Instagram. Uh, on my website, harrypedigo.com. That has all our upcoming shows. We, we play a lot in the locally here at some breweries. actually be coming to fruition but i've got um my first album of all original work coming out a legitimate album with legitimate artwork and all the little doodads that'll be on um, itunes and spotify and all the streaming services hopefully before the summertime so i hope that's
0: exciting so what is it titled just harry pedigo or you got some kind of i think
1: i'm gonna call it harry pedigo although i was encouraged to use a different name because it's uh Definitely um, appealing to my heavy metal um, tendencies and my my infatuation with kind of alternative Wait, metal. Be
0: Harry Pentagon. Pettigon.
1: He's gone, <laughs> he's baby. Gone. He was going. Now he's gone.
0: <laughs> Harry
1: Pettigon. So I'm stoked <laughs> about that, and it's going to be really <laughs> exciting because I've never I've never released any um, you know have actually written myself and. I've
0: Awesome. I love percussion, but I think that's because it's the only thing I can play now. So it's like if you have one thing, you stick with it. You're oh like, yes. this is my thing. That's <laughs> right.
1: <man. laughs> this is it. Hey, if you do it well, do yeah. you, you got if you got something you're yep. good stick with <laughs> exactly.
0: it. I exactly. Mean. So okay, well, it's been good to have you on, and I enjoy. It. We'll I'll do it again sometime. It's a uh, pleasure. I look forward to the festival. i And stoked. keep me posted whenever your um, music CD comes out. Send it to me, and I'll Absolutely. make sure everybody finds out and Absolutely. knows where to purchase whatever from. So I appreciate it. Well, thank Thanks you, a lot.
1: You